Howdy, folks, and welcome to another edition of the CIAC Cast. We're glad to have you along with us here for, I believe this is episode four or five, maybe episode five, I think, of the CIAC Cast. So happy to have you with us. I'm a little disappointed we didn't get any submissions for our uh, potential new uh, intro music. Thought maybe some folks who uh, listen to the podcast might want to uh, help us out with some intro music. If you are interested in doing that, uh, please send along an MP3 to CIACcast at at castciac.org. We'd be happy to uh, to give anyone who submits that uh, to us that we'd like uh, some credit and put it at the uh, the beginning here so it's not just my voice that greets you as we start the CIAC cast. I am Joel Cookson, your host, and it's another edition of the, uh, the podcast as we delve into some issues here in the CIAC offices. Kind of a slow uh, time of year a little bit as we have continued to move out of the winter season and ease into the spring season. So uh, got a few interesting uh, guest with us this week on the CIAC cast. First up, will be Thomas Nagel, the chair of the Boys Ice Hockey Committee. He's going to talk to us about some uh, some changes that have been approved in the uh, procedures for championships in boys ice hockey. And we're also going to have Fred Balsamo of the Connecticut Association of Athletics Directors uh, talking to us a little bit about his organization and their yearly um, conference that was held last week. So that's what you've got to look forward to for interviews this week. But to start things off, we'll kick off our uh, the podcast with our returning segment, Things You Might Have Missed here on the CIACsports.com. First of all, I've mentioned it before, but we'll do it again. Links for this podcast uh, you can find in several places on the CIACsports.com. Each each new episode gets its own post, but then there's also a post that has all of the archived uh, episodes of the CIAC cast. If you want to go back and look them up, you can also uh, subscribe on iTunes, and there's also now a link uh, along the menu at the top on CIACsports.com with a podcast link. And uh, also, as I mentioned, before, you can email us if you have questions for the podcast, you want to uh, get in touch with us, ciaccast at cassciac.org. Lots of C's in that one, so I uh, encourage you to reach out and uh, let us know what you think of the podcast, give us any suggestions, any questions, anything that you want us to, uh, to get into, that's the way to reach us. Other things you may have missed, uh, spring sports are, uh, as we mentioned, kind of slowly fighting their way through the snow. The spring sports competition, May 1st, will begin uh, competition, so that's a week from yesterday. We're recording this on a uh, Thursday, so May 3rd, Wednesday, May 3rd is when the action will get underway uh, in the spring season, so teams will begin their formal competition. And along with that, uh, on the CIC website, you should be able to find the state tournament dates for the spring sports. We'll run through those real quick here in case folks haven't been able to track them down. Best information there is if you go under sports, the drop-down menu, and select the state tournament information. You can choose by season, and uh, so that's where I find all the schedules here. We'll go through them real quick. Baseball tournament begins on May 28th. The finals will be June 7th and Obviously, this is all uh, hoping that weather cooperates with us, but we'll certainly try to stay on schedule here in the spring, something we haven't quite been able to do in the fall or the winter. Boys and girls golf, all uh, classes for the state tournament will be June 3 and 4. Boys lacrosse, tournament begins May 28th. The finals will be June 8th. Girls lacrosse, tournament begins May 28th. The finals June 8th. Outdoor track for boys and girls. Divisional meets will be May 28th through the 30th. The state open on June 3rd. And then the New England Championship. June 8th in outdoor track and field. The decathlon, heptathlon, hammer, and steeplechase will be June 11 and 12. Softball tournament dates. Tournament begins May 28th. The finals will be June 7th and 8th. 
Boys Tennis. May divisional meets will be May 25th through the 30th. Open Championships June 3 through 5. And Girls Tennis will be divisional tournaments May 25 through 31. In Open Individual Tournament June 1st and 3rd through the 5th. And then Boys Volleyball. The tournament begins May 28th and the finals June 7th. So a busy weekend, the weekend of June 7th and 8th. Was a lot of those championships wrapping up in the spring. So that's the state tournament information for the spring season, which as I mentioned will begin on uh, a week from Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday, May 3rd. Uh, another article that was posted on CICSports.com this week, one you might find interesting, uh, had three officials whose story was very, very interesting at the Boys Basketball Championships uh, a few weekends ago at Mohegan Sun, the Class L final. Referees uh, Steve Kirk, Steve Kirk Jr., and Pat Paulson had quite an interesting story uh, in the game that they were officiating there, so I encourage you to check out that story on CICSports.com. And then one other thing you may have missed the CIAC was happy to host a legal issue workshop on uh, this past Monday. Had two uh, attorneys come in and talk about some of the challenges that schools may be facing in terms of policies in regard to transgender students in the world of athletics and then also opportunities for students with disabilities. So a very valuable workshop that was provided. Any athletics directors or principals who uh, were unable to make it to that workshop, they have been emailed information where they can still view that presentation online. So be sure to look for that if you're checking out our CIAC cast here and are an AD or a principal or a superintendent. Encourage you to uh, to look up that valuable information. So that's things you may have missed on CIACsports.com. Let's dive right into our first interview here on Mayor, March 7th, so a little bit earlier in the month, was the CIAC Board of Control meeting, and at that meeting, they approved a new policy. I should mention that uh, all of the uh, CIAC Board of Control meetings, a report is posted on CIACsports.com uh, following those meetings, so if you are interested in seeing what else the board may be up to. Uh, but at that March 7th meeting, they approved a new policy for the ice hockey tournament, and so we sat down and discussed that chair change with the chairperson of the Boys Ice Hockey co Committee. Uh, so we are joined now by Thomas Nagel, who is the chairman of the ice hockey, CIAC Ice Hockey Committee. And, and Tom, thank you for joining us. We had uh, just came from a, a CIAC Board of Control meeting where they approved a, uh, a two-year trial proposal for, for ice hockey that I know you folks have been working on for, for quite some time. So wanted to take this opportunity to have you talk a little bit about that proposal. What was what, what kind of issues were you trying to address and, and how do you think that this proposal now, which is going to get a, a little bit of a trial over the next two years, uh, is going to address some of the concerns that you've had? Yeah, I, to, to give you some historical perspective, um, you know, a number of years ago, the Board of Control allowed us to expand from two to three divisions. And we felt that was very important then to, to offer our hockey teams and their players um, a, a pretty equal opportunity to compete for a state title. Um, there are at least three distinct levels of, um, of uh, ability and skill in ice hockey in Connecticut. And so by dividing our, our, our teams into, into three divisions, it, it, it expands the number of opportunities, obviously, to win state titles. Um, and in doing so allows kids... Um, our players to give meaning to their regular seasons. Now that season translates into qualifying to play in the postseason and maybe win a, a state title, and that makes the, the regular season even more exciting for them. 
what's happened in the recent past, and I would say over the last, I believe it's eight years, we have unfortunately uh, lost 10 teams. We've, we've gone from 67 down to 57 teams. And, um, and consequently, we, we're trying to address that while still maintaining the three divisions for that, uh, th those opportunities to compete uh, for, in the postseason and for state title, uh, et cetera. But the problem exists because um, with less teams, just the mathematical computation would tell you that um, we're, we're probably not going to fill the brackets in all three divisions, 16 in each, uh, based on the 40% rule. And what we asked the Board of Control essentially to do, to make it very simple, is to allow us to configure our brackets um, to, to ensure that we fill all 16 slots, including, when necessary, to go to below the 40% rule. That's a rule that spans every sport in the CIAC, all of them. And so we understood today that we were asking the Board of Control to do something very unique, and in a sense, take a, a little bit of a risk and have some faith in, in, in the work that we have done and that we'll continue to do. And, and they've done that. And we're very appreciative of that. That's, that just speaks volumes about their continued support uh, going back, well, decades that I've been on the committee um, for what we've done in the past and now looking to the future. So what will be the process, you know, going forward? Obviously, this will this will be effective for for next season, uh, the the 2013-14 season, and then uh, the next season after yeah. that. What will what will be the process uh, that the committee will go through, uh, kind of as we head forward after we wrap up play uh, this year with yeah. the, the championships? Well, at the end of each season, we reassess uh, our teams, and we it, part of that's data. Part of that is what is your what is your performance been over the last couple three years, and so some of that it starts with with, with some pretty good data, and, and we have that. Um, there's always the unknown in any sport, but hockey in particular. All you need is is a really hot goaltender to transfer in or leave and go to a prep school or or a junior program, um, or, or a great you know skater. It, we we understand that our coaches understand it too. So there's there's, there's yes, the data, but then there's the, the, maybe the art of making some decisions. We've generally been pretty good. We've, our committee, I think our coaches would agree, we've been, generally we've been very good. Um, we haven't been perfect. We have not been perfect at all. Um, but I, I would say our, 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 our data and our guts have been pretty good over the years. So anyway, at the end of each season, we reconfigure who's going to be in Division One, Two, and Three. Uh, based on some of those factors, and uh, um, this year, um, with the, now with the board's consent, we will put 16 teams into Division One, knowing full well that all 16 of them will probably fill the brackets, or 15 of them. But in all pro likelihood, the 16 teams in D1 will fill D1, and then we will reposition um, the remainder of those teams in D2 and three. My my assumption is they'll be relatively I'll use the word balanced, but not equal. My guess is that uh, Division Three will have a handful more teams in, a few more, simply because uh, uh, because that skill level is a little bit uh, less, and they and those teams are required to play up to the in their leagues. Sure. With the D two and three team, D two and D one team sometimes um, they have a hard time, you know, racking up those wins. 
So we know that that some of, there's some of those teams at the bottom that they're not going to qualify. So we need to sort of expand D3 for sure to do the very best we can to get 16 teams into that bracket. So that's going to be the both the science, if you will, and the art yeah. of trying to do that. And sure. You know, everyone can stay tuned and see how good a job we do. We're uh, we like that challenge. Well, good, and we'll certainly uh, look forward to to seeing how it plays out. And I think either way, we certainly will have uh, exciting postseason uh, tournaments coming up in the oh, next absolutely. couple of years. You absolutely. mentioned uh, coaches, and obviously they're you know uh, heavily impacted mm-hmm. by by these mm-hmm. uh, decisions. I know. Uh, the committee really reached out to the coaches. Uh, so talk a little bit about how the coaches helped kind of shape this proposal and, sure. and you know, what their sort of feedback has been as you've worked through this process. Sure. Um, it's, those of us in the hockey community know that uh, over the last couple, three decades, um, there's been talk of an Elite Eight um, or something like it, 10, 12, uh, and that speaks about the fact that there's, there's in some people's mind, a really choice number of teams who are up there kind of by themselves, and then there's the rest of us. Um, we asked the coaches about that, and they wanted nothing to do with, and I, I really like this and I respect it, they wanted nothing to do with anything that, call it what you want to, you can use the word or not use it, anything elitist. They thought it was absolutely essential that we try to maintain the integrity of what looks like I mean, 16 brackets. Um, we held a meeting with our coaches on Super Bowl Sunday morning, and we had a standing room only crowd. There was a, a, a wonderful give and take. Um, I was very, very happy, but also uh, proud of, of the things that those guys said and just as much as I was about the way they said it, people articulated in a very intelligent way their various positions. Some people didn't agree. They retorted. But it, it was always civil and respectful. Um, and that's what you like to see. That's sportsmanship in the, in the conference room, sure. not on the ice, if you will. Um, but the bottom line is to that is, is that we walked away as a committee and it, it, it made us pretty substantially, um, fundamentally re- reassess what our proposal to the board should be. Um, it, 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 frankly, the pro- proposal we made today was in some ways um, very different than the one that I think the committee had in its mind. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. The, the proposal we put to the coaches served as... Um, as an instigation, if you will, yeah. it provoked thought and discussion, uh, and and it and it served a really good purpose. The the coaches then gave us their feedback. We took that into account, and the proposal that we made today to the board of control that they then gave us, you know, granted to us, um, is I think our coaches, when they hear what it is, will say, "Yep, that's what we said. That's exactly what we were talking about." And so I, I think. Um, you know, communication is a two-way street. You know, they spoke, we listened, and, and that's the way it's supposed to work. So we're, I, I was very happy with how that morning went. And now that we've had this, the decision in our favor, uh, I'm really proud that, that our coaches had a, a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, and our committee heard that, and we're respectful of it. Great. 
Well, we certainly uh, appreciate your time and appreciate the work of the uh, the hockey committee. And I know we're we're looking forward to, to seeing it all play out and and uh, and seeing how it goes over the next uh, couple of years. Well, tell people to come to Yale and see how what we do. It's it's an unbelievable experience. We thank Thomas Nagel for his time and appreciate that good discussion of the new proposals that will go into effect for next year with the boys ice hockey tournament and for those of you obviously we recorded that as i said back on march 7th shortly after the uh, decision had been made for those of you who did get out to see the hockey championships at yale this uh, past few weeks you can appreciate the uh, wanting to continue those championships in uh, in the closest form we can get some wonderful uh, competition there a couple of one goal games and uh, great competition there from the boys ice hockey committee Moving along now, we uh, turn our attention to the Connecticut Association of Athletics Directors, or CAD. We wanted to uh, talk with uh, someone from this group. They had their annual conference last week, so we reached out to the executive director of that organization, Fred Balsamo, to talk to us a little bit about some of the things that his organization is doing and to uh, recap a little bit their annual meeting. So I'm chatting now with Fred Balsamo, the executive director of the Connecticut Athletic Athletic Directors Association, um, and talking a little bit about the annual CAD conference, which took place last uh, Thursday and Friday, March 22nd and 23rd, which is uh, obviously an annual event for that organization. And Fred, why don't we start off by just uh, you explaining to folks kind of a little bit what what is CAD and and what does CAD do uh, sort of for high school sports in Connecticut? Well, we are the, the voice of athletic directors in the state. Um, we've been in existence since 1977. Um, we are a member service organization. We're there to support uh, our athletic directors and especially mentoring new people. Uh, there's such a turnover in the profession. That's been a pretty hefty task in, in the last few years. Uh, and provide professional provide professional development uh, throughout the year, uh, mentoring new people, as I said. and, and uh, you know, just being a supportive uh, professional organization for them uh, as they need it. Yeah. So, and one of your sort of, you know, obviously this is a, an ongoing process, something that's happening all year, but the, the annual CAD conference is kind of one of your big staple events. What uh, What is sort of the, the process of, of putting all that together and what are kind of the goals as you go into that every year? Well, we want to provide something that's inspirational, educational, and um, something that uh, allows the group to uh, network and, and uh, bring things back to their own district to just make things better. Um, the process starts, believe it or not, in September. Um, you know, we do have, we bring in exhibitors from that, that show their goods uh, from sporting goods sales to uniforms to turf companies to fitness equipment. Uh, and, it, and those spots fill up. So we start making contact with those people back in September. By October, November, we, we try to line up our speakers. Um, some of the, our keynote speakers are, you know, booked early, so uh, we have to get those in play. And then, you know, it's just an ongoing thing from month to month as we get closer to the event. Um, the night before the event, we offer what these leadership training courses, which are nationally sponsored courses. We bring in uh, national uh, educators to, to teach. Uh, people take them to get their certification towards a, a higher level of uh, expertise. And, uh, you know, it's professional development. It's best. There's a lot of uh, interesting things going on. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, you know, we start off with the CIAC rules and regulations. And um, it, it sets the tone for the, the conference. It starts with a two-hour uh, session. We have a business meeting, and then we bring in a keynoter. Last, uh, this past Thursday, we brought in uh, Jim Johnson, who was a... Uh, 
he was the basketball coach that had the uh, the um, fortunate uh, incident where he uh, he brought in a autistic child in the last four minutes of a basketball game in high school in New York, yeah. and and the child scored twenty points was the higher scorer and. Uh, but he has a very emotional and inspirational message about you know helping kids reach their goals and reach their dreams, which I think our membership was was uh, was really touched by. That afternoon we had three workshops. Um, one of them was standing room only. Uh, with all the uh, violence and things that are going on, uh, very often people forget about what to do after school for school sure. safety. So yeah. we did a workshop on protecting the kids after school and some of the uh, emergency type techniques that need to be taken and put into place, especially when you have coaches that are non-teachers and haven't been trained in this. So mm -hmm. we've given some ADs some things to do with that. We also had a great session on legal issues um, and the 14 duties and responsibilities of a coach um, that are outlined by law. Uh, we also have a workshop that was uh, designed to help schools that are in the process of designing fields and, and renovations. Oh, sure. Uh, and then we ended with our banquet Thursday night uh, and honoring three outstanding people. Um, uh, Greg Simon from, from Newtown and, and um, Damian Frazzanelli from Stafford and Mike Picciozello from, from Middletown. We also highlighted uh, two scholarship winners. We gave two scholarships out to two students. And, and then Friday we, we had a, a legislative meeting in the morning. Uh, we had Representative uh, Paul Davis come down from the state capitol to talk to us. And then we did our training and our coaching module to help them. You know, we have a new module we're launching on dealing with the college-bound athlete. Sure. And we finished that up with a business meeting on Friday, and uh, we wrapped it up. We wrapped up the two and a half days with, uh, you know, a good lunch and, and good camaraderie, and uh, everybody was out of there. It was it was a good time. Yeah. Um, for those who who maybe weren't able to make it, uh, obviously this is you know these resources and these sort of things are not uh, they don't disappear just after the uh, the event is over. Uh, for those who didn't make it, can these things be found? Where can folks go? You know, if they're sort of looking for support or, or resources as well, athletics directors, we have on our on our CAD it's C A A D I N C dot org. We have a resource link. Um, you know, there's a lot of things CAD has done from uh, developing a budget. Um, there's a template there to put in numbers and it automatically calculates budgets to, you know, the concussion um, annual review is all on that page. Um, the three workshops, you know, we bring in speakers for the, for the keynote addresses, but for the three workshops that we did, uh, I'm in the process right now, today and tomorrow, getting them from those people in PowerPoint and those will actually be uploaded as well. Great. Uh, with the note pages, so if people want to get that, they can get that as well. Um, it's funny you say for those that did not attend. You know, we have 186 high schools. We had 215 attend. So, you know, if you do the math, I know we had about 21 middle schools. Um, we have assistants. Uh, we have faculty managers. So um, this, you know, if, if you, we could probably count on one hand or less than 10 of the people that did not attend. Uh, that's why we do the workshops on our website because you can't go to all three workshops. Sure. You're, it's, they're all running concurrently, so you pick one. So, But other than that, everybody heard, should have heard or had the opportunity to hear everything else that's going on. Uh, one thing that's interesting uh, that, that you mentioned, I've heard sort of discussed here at the CIAC offices, uh, and you talked about the legislative session and the, the representative attending. Um, you know, within the state of Connecticut, there's certification processes for coaches uh, that are required. Um, I know there's been some discussed legislation about certification for athletics directors. Is that something you could uh, shed some light on for yeah, us? Absolutely. That was actually initiated by our organization. Uh, it, it's designed to define the position of athletic director and 
establish the minimum qualifications. Uh, currently, there are there's nothing mentioned statutorily about the position. It doesn't really even exist. Uh, there are some guidelines in the regulations which allow an athletic director to actually be the minimum requirement right now is you have to be 18 years old. Uh, you have to have first aid and CPR, and you have to have a concussion course. Okay. Um, that's actually the minimum standard of a coach as well. So, uh, you know, we're seeing a trend where, where and, and this is something that's been a concern not only to our organization but to the CIAC, that over the last 10 years we have uh, people coming in to, into the profession and out of the profession as quickly as they've gotten in. Uh, in one school last year they had uh, three different athletic directors during the year. Sure. Um, so 67% of our membership right now has five years or less experience. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a problem down the road. So we think we need, to, we need to stiffen qualifications so the people coming in have a little better understanding of what the job is about and what it entails. This legislation basically is going to require school districts to, it's, as I said, it's going to say that an athletic director exists. Uh, and if you have an athletics program, that you have to have an athletic director. Uh, it's going to it's going to basically say the qualifications going to spell out some of the job responsibilities which are very benign but what what everybody does and then it's basically going to say if if you're a hiring an athletic director at a high school and just a high school uh, to supervise your athletic programs and athletes uh, they need to have a teaching degree or a national certification program which we're tying to hopefully we're going to tie to our national certification program which are these classes I talked about the night before the conference is sure. why people take them. Yeah. If you're an athletic director that's a multi-school athletic director or a district-wide where you're doing more than one school, um, right now the regulations and say you need an 092, the law will say you need an 092. Uh, but we're also saying that if you don't have an 092, you can go get this CMAA, which is this national certification, which is the top level. Um, and, you know, it's, it's uh, hopefully to get some people that are non-teachers uh, these courses and this background so that they go into a job knowing a little bit more what they're getting into. Sure, yeah, and obviously some uh, some very important stuff, uh, work being done by our organization for, for folks who maybe more than anybody, uh, you know, directly impact the, the student-athlete experience. So appreciate your uh, your time, Fred. Sound like it was an excellent uh, event, and we'll look forward to uh, talking to you some more in the future. Absolutely, thank you. Only two guests on the CIAC cast this week as we uh, sort of ease our way into the spring season, wrapping up the winter uh, sports season. But we certainly thank Thomas Nagel and Fred Balsamo for joining us on this edition of the CIAC cast. And that is going to do it for this edition, I believe, episode five of the CIAC cast. As I said before, you can find all of them at CIACsports.com. We encourage you to... uh, to check those out past editions certainly uh, some good stuff some good interviews if you want to relive some of the things that have happened over the last month or so in Connecticut high school sports and we uh, also encourage you to check out CIACsports.com can uh, relive some of that tournament action either through stories and or the CIAC network we encourage you to check out you can check out all of the uh, broadcasts that were carried on the CIAC network now on demand free of charge or you can order a DVD if that's how you prefer your uh, your highlights and uh, recaps of channels championship competition. So once again, we thank you for joining us on 
on the CIAC cast. If you want to get in touch with us, it's CIACcast at CASCIAC.org. So hope to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports or on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. So be sure to follow everything that's going on. Again, spring sports getting underway on Wednesday, April the 3rd. We hope you're uh, gearing up for an exciting spring season of competition, and we hope you're going to join us again next week here on the CIAC cast.